0: It's Friday, you guys. Happy Friday. It's Friday. It's finally Friday. You guys remember me saying last week how Facebook would not let me see the comments or see anything it was on this weird thing guess what this week is just fine that's how it works one week everything will be going good and the next week your microphone won't be working or just things don't work that's (laughs) oh I love electronics it drives me crazy Guys, I think I'm gonna leave this up for now because we're really gonna get into the meat and potatoes of the Ephesians man today. I'm gonna do my best, I'm a little frustrated but I'm going to try to override that emotional frustration and allow God... I have my windows open so you're going to hear noise. I love having my windows open. to allow God to come through, to say the things the way he wants it said and not any other way. Yesterday, I was so tired, you guys. I went to work, and I, I I, almost did not make it through the end of the day. I was so exhausted. I couldn't even talk. I had a co-worker ask me if something's wrong because I was really quiet. And I was just like, if you talk to me one more time, I swear to you. Not that I was angry at that person. I just didn't even have the energy to talk. Like, now I have to talk. I don't want to talk. Like, I'm so... Mm, physically and emotionally I was very emotionally exhausted I came home I took a nap my kids woke me up my son he was worried he wasn't going to get dinner before youth group he's like mom I have youth group are you gonna make dinner I was able to make dinner I went to bed early well kind of I suppose I lost my place I thought I had it marked Here comes the headache. It's after Corinthians. My friend Gina knows all the books in the Bible, but I don't. How is that? made a note in my Bible on 428 of 20 a year ago. God is love, God is love. I try to be, I try real hard. Some days I just want to give up, to be honest. Just give up and guess that and stop trying. I don't know why. Okay, so you guys, I'm just, I got to get into it. I know I have to do this. I have to do this. Okay. Maybe tea will make me feel better. My hair's way off. It's just today. So you guys, yesterday we left off, and my video cut off early as well. My podcast is going... The video cut off my internet. um, Every once in a while, the router will like just kick everybody off. It does it like every two weeks. I just happened to do it yesterday. But where we left off was in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. And this is where we're going to start. Wives, submit your husbands as to the Lord. Okay. This is a hard thing. Oh, I got it. One second, you guys. Tis allergy season. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Submit to your own husband. Your own. Your own husband. Okay? Wives, submit to your own husband. We're also talking biblically in the kingdom of God. It's not just any man that you choose to marry. It's the man that God has ordained for you. Many of us go on our own accord. And we don't... I'm speaking from personal example, because I didn't know any better. I married the first man that showed me any attention. I was like the worst. I was stupid. Okay. Just straight up. I did. And he was not for me. He just told me all the right things that sounded nice in the moment. But in the long run, his character showed through and his character grinded against what I was trying to be in this world. Okay. So when it says, wives, submit to your own husband, it means the husband that God has for you. When you're sitting there wondering, you know, why is this happening? Well, you chose. Did you allow God to show you who your husband was? Now, there are some people that know they're with the person they're supposed to be with. Even if God didn't choose. It's that underlying soul-depth bond. Soulmates. Okay? Some people are very in touch with their spirit more than others. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Okay? Let's talk about this. The husband is the head. Okay? As Savior was the head of the church. Or as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. We're just going to continue. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. That means submitting to your husbands. We are subject to the, and it doesn't mean tell us what to do, but we are subject to, listen, fellas, love, nurture, And grow the things the man is planting underneath the the guidance of God. Okay? Underneath the guidance of God. This doesn't mean we are subject to whatever the man decides in his pretty fancy little head. There are lots of men out there that think that they want the wife like this. But they themselves are not following God. They're going their own way. They want to live a world where I'm going to do what makes me happy and I'm not going to surrender to God and where he's trying to take me. But yet I expect my wife to do exactly what God ordains her to do for me. There are men out there like that. They know, they understand the Bible, they understand the role. I'm shedding so bad, it's annoying. They understand the role of the woman, yet they themselves will not submit to God. How do you know these men? Because they're not facing certain things in their life. They try to avoid. They want to live a double standard life. Um... They're indecisive. They really don't know what they want in life. You can see it in the fine details of of their character. They're very indecisive about things. Okay. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. The church was subject to Christ because Jesus was following God. Jesus had a relationship with God. Those are the men we are supposed, those are the husbands we're supposed to have. That's an Ephesians 5 man. The man who is like Christ, who has submitted fully to God. And has walked the way of Jesus, has submitted to God, to growing, to healing, to learning, to serving. We're gonna to get to that. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing or with the washing of water by the word. Okay. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Okay, Jesus didn't have a wife. Jesus didn't have children. His purpose was to show the world how to have a relationship with God, how to have a relationship and love others, and to create a real church where God was the head. Okay, So Jesus... As I've talked about before, God was everything to him. Jesus was going to him for everything. Men, that is your responsibility. You must. I feel real. (laughs) I'm going to get into this. You must. You're going to have to submit to God and ask him for everything. And start learning that you can't have it your way. Otherwise, you will never. You will never fully have a woman like this. If you wonder why your woman isn't fully submitting to you, look ask yourself, are you fully submitting to God? Are you giving yourself up to God to serve your purpose under God? If you're not, don't expect your wife to. She won't. She'll see right through it. I know people. I see I do and I've experienced men who are Ephesian men and some that are one foot in the boat and one foot out the boat I have have a variety of people that I've been around in the last since I've gotten out of jail and really journeyed with God so I, I've I can see by the actions that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. This means the man is wanting to feed her God's word. They discuss it. He washes her with it. He feeds her soul with it. How do I understand this? It's because I hunger, I hunger to get into the word every day. The only day I don't do this is Sunday. And even then I'm thinking about this. I'm constantly, constantly thinking about my life through the Bible. I have to have it because these stories explain the reason why I am the way I am. It comforts me. This feeds my soul, and the person who feeds it to me is God. Um, I used to go to church, and that wasn't satisfying. The pastor watering me with the word was a little bit. I remember at some point it began to not be enough. At first, the very first time I went to church, I was just soaking it in, soaking it in, soaking it in. And then I began to get bored. I was like, this isn't enough. I needed, I needed more. So then we had um, everything shut down. And I started reading the Bible on my own. And then they opened up and I went to a different church that was closer to my home. It was a little bit more personal, a little bit more intimate. And that really convicted me to really look at myself. The way they were reading directly from the Bible was quite astonishing. And I wanted to be like that. And that really opened me up to reading the Bible with God more. But there became a certain point where I realized God was going to branch me off on my own. That I had learned enough from other pastors that I and I had grown my relationship with God enough that God himself could water me with the word. But we need this. Women need to be watered with the word, love, mercy. Like we have to have these conversations. Like this is our life. I have to have this. And we're supposed to be watered with the word in love, not in condemnation. I don't know if I said that word right. Not condemning us. See, my stepfather, he used to condemn me with the word. This is why I grew up hating the Bible. Everything's annoying me today. My daughter's alarm won't stop. Um, He would make me sit down every Sunday and he would use, just as the Pharisees did... He would use the Bible to make himself powerful and to condemn me with it. And I wasn't doing anything, you guys. I was an amazing teenage girl. I never did anything. I stayed home, never had a boyfriend, never even kissed a guy. Like, I was that good of a girl. But he still condemned me all the time using the Bible. So I grew up thinking the Bible was just evil but now when God waters me with the word it's with love it shows me right here when I read wives submit your own husbands I reflect with God I remember that moment God he you know he's, he's showing me that moment in jail when I was like I will never submit to a man he reminds me of that but he understands why And he's trying to help me get through it with love and understanding god provides this containment area where i can safely express myself so that i can come to a deeper understanding of why i get what's the word gina we don't like to use crazy we use passionate (laughs) Uh, you know the way we express our need to express our emotions We come from a world of pain. Men don't understand that women come from things that have cut our souls deep. And sometimes we've went a whole almost lifetime without even having to deal with it. And then they wonder why suddenly we're crazy. Or just trying, just expressing craziness, it's because we don't know how. We've come from men who aren't like that. They try to control. What did I speak about yesterday? I was always wrong. I was always wrong. God, this is like the worst day to do this today because I'm just not into it in the right way. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or such thing, that she might, that she should be holy without blemish. I'm going to read this again. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she, should be holy without blemish this is jesus jesus is going around speaking the truth showing people their truth right this is going to get deep you guys but he's doing it in a loving way look at the woman the the samaritan at the well he didn't condemn her he just said you have five husbands you don't have one and god is coming be prepared Which meant he brought her darkness to light. He didn't condemn her for it. She was able to recognize that she needed to fix some things. And she dealt with it. Because in being able to deal with it, when you help somebody bring that dark part of themselves out, They are able to bring it out to God and God is able to help cast that darkness out of them so that they can be whole in this world. That's what it's about. That's what Jesus did. That's what husbands are supposed to do for wives. We have dark things within us in this world. That's what it means to present us without blemish or wrinkle as a church to God. Husband, This is why husbands have a great responsibility. It is your responsibility to take the wife that is ordained to you and you are supposed to wash her with the word because you're supposed to be submitting to God as Jesus did and serving God as Jesus did. So you're supposed to be washing her with the word so that it helps bring out those dark parts of her without condemning her for it so that she can go to God and have him cast it out so that she can be cleansed and purified. Husbands are supposed to do that. That is their responsibility when you get with a woman. I have them go, no, she's supposed to be fixed before she comes to me. Well, guess what? In today's world, that isn't possible. It isn't going to happen. Nobody will ever come to you perfect, not even a man. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Husbands, do you love your body? Do you? Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with your life? Men, you need to ask yourself this. If you don't love who you are, and you look at yourself in the mirror and you are not satisfied, then you will never be satisfied with the wife that you're with. You can't be. This is a true thing. When you look at yourself in the mirror, when you look at yourself in the mirror, are you happy with what you see? Okay, well, if you're not happy with what you see, then how could you ever be happy with what God gives you? women too. This goes for women. If you, as a woman, don't know how and I know this from first hand because you know what, for the longest time I didn't love myself. I didn't love myself so much that I was self sabotaging myself at every chance I could take anything to ruin my life just to prove that I wasn't good enough. Look at me I'm not good enough look at what I do. I didn't realize that's what I was doing but that's what I was truly doing. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. Okay, so it's being hypocritical. Just what I said. You cannot look in the mirror as a person. And this goes for me too, because I've been this way. It's taken me a long time to sit here and go, I'm happy with myself. You know, I haven't exercised for a couple of days. I went way off the rails with my diet the other day. We had Chinese, we had Lonnie's, we had Hardee's, candy bars, pizza, you name it. I was eating it. I had a great time. I suddenly am not feeling guilty about just enjoying my life. And if I gain five pounds, whoop-dee-doo, I don't care anymore. I want to be happy in this life. I'm tired of putting these restrictions on myself. Like I have to be a certain thing to be of value. Many of us do that. We have this image in our head and if we are not this one thing, then we're not good enough until we reach it. It's a very disturbing, self-destructive thought. It's what brings many of us down. You're not good enough until you reach this goal. Therefore, you will never be happy with who you are. It's taken me a long time to reach this point. We're even stepping outside the bounds of Ephesians 5. This is just people in general. When you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you think? I used to look at myself in the mirror. And Gina, she used to think I was crazy. We've talked about this. She's like, you had some real warped ideas about your body image and i did i used to look in the mirror and be like all kinds of things the worst things about myself because i was looking at myself but i could sit there and say i loved others but truly i didn't because i was harboring you can't hate yourself and love others you have to learn to love yourself first to love others you truly do To have that deep down soul. And I had, it took a long time to work that out of me. I have moments where I loved myself and then I have moments of absolutely not. Because I always went back to self-sabotaging. So then I would therefore hate myself. I'd have a reason to hate myself. I wanted to be a certain weight. With women, oftentimes it's about, you know, we want to be pretty. We want to be the certain weight, to guess what? It's usually for a man. We want to look good for a man. It's always for someone else. It took me a long time and I want to, I want to break this down where I started realizing that I had to do it for something greater than myself. There came a point in time where I decided not to exercise so aggressively because I was doing it so I looked good. I wanted, I wanted to, I was trying to impress someone. I can admit that. I will admit that. I look back on that and that's what I was doing. I wanted to be this image that I I assumed that he was looking for. And it was a man. Okay. And guess what? Eventually I got burned out of exercising like that. I stopped. I got burned out. And when I burned out, I... I made some really poor choices. I just got burned out. And I look back, that was a really bad time for me. Coming to some realizations of my own. And when we burn out, we feel drained. We feel empty. I stopped exercising like that. So I exercise just to maintain health. I just want to be healthy because this is the body that god gave me i just want to be healthy i don't need to be extreme in shape this is my body this is what it is and i share that because a lot of us struggle with body image we hate what we see in the mirror I can't believe god took me on this route god really this route ephesians 5 man we're talking about body body image It is what it is. But if you look in the mirror and you cannot love yourself, you will never be satisfied with anything around you. I know. Because I wasn't. You can't be. Even God himself says that. You can't sit here For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the lord does the church if you hate your flesh you will eventually self-sabotage now if you're exercising here's the thing if you're exercising for self to try to look good for others eventually that fizzles out i did a thing on this it must have been to who are you going to serve that was the sermon okay Okay, who are you going to serve? When you exercise and you are doing it to try to do it for others, you want the validation of looking good. You're trying to reach this body image that you know others will like. You're trying to look a certain way for others. And you have to be honest with yourself about this, you guys. A lot of us, we don't want to be honest with these little fine details. But if you're doing it because you really want to look good for others and you're not doing it just because you want to be healthy. So you're going the extra mile and you're doing all this other stuff because you know it's for someone else or others. You're eventually going to burn out of the motivation of doing that exercise. It'll not be enough. It'll never be enough. Why? Because you're serving self. You're doing it for yourself to look good for the validation of self. That's what my ex, this one exercise I was talking about, it was really aggressive. I did it for like a month and a half. And literally I did. It didn't, the motivation for it didn't last because I was doing it ultimately to serve self because I wanted the validation of look at me from another person. And guess what? I didn't even get that. ever and we all do need validation you guys that we do need it we do need that but it's everlasting from God so I had to take a break from that and I had to readjust why I was doing certain things and what I really wanted to do now I go for bike rides and I go for walks and That's the extent of what I want to do. That'll blast me. I don't need to be crazy. And you know what? That's my time with God. And that is everlasting. I enjoy those things. I'm not going to burn out from it. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, of his bones. This means, you guys, we all underneath God, we are all connected to God because God created us each with his hands, right? It's just like when we have children, our children will forever be connected to us. We came from God. We will forever be connected to him. We are a part of him. We all have a piece of God in us. Just as our children all have a piece of us. That's what it is. And we all serve a purpose underneath God. ephesians 5 man and we're going to recap this tomorrow we're going to talk about the the proverbs 31 woman with the ephesians 5 man probably get into depth maybe maybe i'll sleep in and not do anything i don't know what i'm gonna do like it's up in the air so we'll see we all have our own part to play men you have to love your wives as Christ loved the church. And guess what? Jesus came to serve. Everyone, people, no one was more important than God. God is everything. That should be everybody's focus as God. God should be the guide for everyone. But after that, The wife's role is to ensure that she loves and nurtures and grows the husband. And the husband is supposed to love the wife as Jesus loves the church. In the wife's life, the husband shouldn't come second, third, fourth, fifth. He shouldn't come last. In a relationship to the wife, or so to be, when you know it's the one, You still are practicing under God, okay? Here's what a lot of people don't get. You are a wife before you're a wife, okay? I'm a wife of God right now, practicing to be a wife, which means all the same, you know, responsibilities apply to me. I behave in such a way. I'm not carrying private conversations with people seeking my attention. I'm not trying to seek out separate relationships or carry these private conversations that are inappropriate. I'm not placing other things more important. Okay, God comes first. And the person he will ordain for me comes first. That means he's important. I will treat him. And submit to him as I do God. That is my responsibility. But a man's responsibility is to do his part. There are two responsibilities here. The man is supposed to treat her as such too. He is to love her as Jesus loved the church. That means she is important. He places her first. Jesus came to serve. The man has come to serve his wife. Wives, submit to your husband and you love and nurture, grow everything as you do for God. That means the husband comes first. The husband's supposed to place the wife first. The wife is supposed to place the husband first. That's how it works. And when one party faults on their responsibility, it's not going to work. It's going to crumble. This is why marriages crumble. This is why relationships crumble. And nobody has these conversations. Ever. And in relationships, if these conversations are avoided, the relationship crumbles. I will tell you this though. In closing notes. I've been in the relationships that have and I chose, I chose to stay. But they were the wrong men. They weren't following God. So for them, they were holding themselves accountable to themselves. That's why they never saw the wrong in what they were doing because they weren't following God. So they were holding their their behaviors to themselves. They were judging themselves. Well, I think it's right, so it's right. That's what happens when you are following a man, married to a man who isn't seeking spiritual knowledge either, or isn't holding himself to a higher, a higher being. I'll use that word too. And when a man holds himself accountable, he's going to do whatever he wants to do that feels right to him. And he'll never see the wrong in what he's doing. The most inspiring men I know, first thing they do in the morning is pray to God and ask for direction in their day. If you're not doing that as a man, then where are you getting your direction from? Who are you holding yourself accountable to? Who is leading you? Because if you're not allowing God to lead you, you are never going to have this woman. Because a woman who has given herself here's from experience, I gave myself to God first. I, serving God is so easy. I mean, it's the pain comes from healing. That's the hard part, you guys. That's the hardest part about growing with God is the pain of healing. But when it comes to serving Him and living in the kingdom. It's so much easier. It's so easy. It's so easy. I'd rather be alone than try to submit to a man. It's easier. It's easier to follow God. It's so easy. But now that I have followed God, I know what it's like. I know the feeling. I know what I'm supposed to be following. That's why women should... are supposed to, and some of us never had the opportunity, but we should love God first. Because then we won't be misguided. But men, you cannot expect a Proverbs 31 woman if you're not going to be the Ephesians man giving your life to God and serving You basically have to become Jesus. You have to serve. Serve your family. Serve your community. You don't serve self anymore. You let old self die. I had to do this. I had to let my selfish self die to become what I've become. And there are still weeds here and there. I won't deny that. That's part of the healing. But men, if you want to know, why haven't I found the one? Why isn't she submitting to me? Why isn't she doing these things for me? Why? If you're asking yourself why she isn't doing her part, okay, means you're pointing the finger, why isn't she doing her part? You've got three fingers pointing back at you and you better look at your behavior, Are you doing your part? Are you going to God every day and asking for direction? Are you serving the woman first, making sure that her needs are met? Because I'm going to tell you right now. Proverbs 31, woman who is walking with God knows the difference. He shows her. She has given herself to him. She knows the difference between a man who's serving self and a man who's following God. I know the difference. Like this. I know it. And I know the man who's trying to learn. I I can see the difference. So, man, you have to ask yourself that. Just as if I wonder, why isn't the man doing his part? You know what? Then I tend to focus on my own. Am I doing my part under God? Not under man. Am I doing my part under God? This is the difference, you guys. Man, if you're wondering why your woman, I shouldn't say your, your ordained wife isn't doing her part under you, it's because you need to look at yourself. She's doing her part under God. Are you aligned with God? This is where a lot of men falter. Are you doing your part under God? See, I know I'm aligned with God. Even in the few times I've, I've misstepped, I've always asked God to guide me through it. Every single way. There's not a moment in my life that I'm not walking with God. This is my life. This is why I know the difference. Every moment of my life, I'm walking with God. I'm always with God. So whatever man wants to come into my life, you better ask yourself, are you walking with God every day? Are you waking up in the morning and praying? Who is guiding you? And if it's yourself that's guiding you, then you're not aligned with God. And you're not going to fit. This is the only way somebody will ever fit into my life. You're going to have to submit to God. But all I can do is focus on what I'm supposed to do with God. That's what I need to focus on. This is deep you guys, this is getting way too deep for me. I've got too much stuff going on. to try to deal with this. I, I, my life is just so, I've got 5,000 things going on in my life and I just just want some peace. I just wanna be happy. I just wanna be happy. I I want the man who puts me like Jesus did the church. I want the man who's going to put me first like I put him first. I'm going to say it. I want the man who's going to put me first like I put them first. I've done it for so many years that I'm so sick and tired of the giving that I've done that I want the man who's going to submit to God and follow God. So I don't have to worry about things. I don't have to worry about if you're self-serving, if you're going to go off the rails, if you're going to go, you know. I want the man committed to God because when you become committed to God, that's when I know somebody's solid. I'm committed to God. Because I'm committed to God, I'm committed to everything else. till the bitter death. Even on my worst days, everything God has asked me to commit to, even on my worst days, I know I stay committed. I just don't know how it's going to work out. Men, become committed to God. And then God will bring forth the woman that he has for you. But until then, you're just going to end up With problem after problem, she's not going to submit to you. I didn't. I never submitted to my husband, not ever, ever. I may have done all the right things, but I didn't submit to him. And in my last relationship, I'll even admit, I never really submitted to him. I always went against the grain of what he was trying to do. That's why he was so irritated with me. There was always that underlying irritation in our relationship. He couldn't stand it. I just wouldn't make things easy. Because we weren't supposed to be together. That's why I drank. I drank so that I wouldn't be such a pain in the ass. I drank for a lot of reasons, you guys. I drank because I could. It made me feel better. I have way too much going on. I got way too much, you guys. You were seeing something happened to me that I just don't want to deal with so I love you guys and I can say that because I love myself and you have to learn to love yourself when you look in the mirror what do you think be honest I want you to do this this is a challenge I want you to look in the mirror what do you see Blessed are the pure and heartful. They will see God when you look into your eyes, when you look into yourself, into your soul. Have you seen what God's created? I have in me. And it's beautiful what he's created us to be, all of us. This is why I can love everyone. Everyone even the worst of worst people, even the pedophiles. My stepfather deserves to have salvation from God and live a peaceful, loving life. Why? Because he has his own brokenness inside too. He has his own healing he needs to have and he deserves to have a peaceful, loving life from God as I deserve it. No one is better than anyone else. We all deserve peace and happiness. So when you look at yourself, what do you see? You have to love yourself for who you are. Why? Because there is no one else like you in this world. There's no one else like me in this world. None. I'm not saying I'm special, but God created only one of me. God created only one of you. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening and God bless.